0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and esports. The Automobile Club de l'Ouest's 24 Hours of Le Mans race will celebrate 100 years since its very first running in 2023. But before then, it will also honour its third ever 24 Hours of Le Mans virtual race too. On the run-up to the pinnacle of racing esports event, which we'll see over 40 cars across two categories driven by 140 competitors taking part, there is also the Le Mans Virtual Series, organised and run by the Motorsport Games and the ACO. Yes, just to be clear, that's the same Motorsport Games group that Traction.gg is part of, but we are editorially independent. Last week, I visited Motorsport Games' bunker in Northamptonshire to go behind the scenes of the opening championship round, the 8 Hours of Bahrain. Joining us on this episode are several of the team members, explaining before and during the race what their roles were and how the team works together to deliver a professional broadcast. So, we start with Dan Hyde, who's operating some of the cameras during the race, followed by Rich Hudson, who's receiving Dan's shots before passing them on to the director. Following them, we'll have more guests and I'll also interject with a few pointers as to who they are and what they're doing. Okay, so here it is, behind the scenes of the opening round of the 2022 to 2023 Le Mans virtual series. So Dan, I'm looking at yet more screens with uh, some colour coding. So just explain what's what's your role during a, a live broadcast? So there's
1: there's two main roles in doing the cameras either the director will ask you for a car because the commentators are talking about that car or you'll go oh I can see car 22 and car 73 are close on track do you want to
0: watch that Okay, so so if you see some action then you're straight on the phone to the director or on the headset so to speak and saying right this is happening is that one of the things that happens during the race
1: yep yeah, that'll happen and we might then pick up an onboard as well and we can tell the director the onboard looks good so you could switch the onboard if you want it's available they pick a lot of stuff up but it's just sometimes you, you might be looking at one battle director's focused on that and then you'll find something else so it's ready to, for something else to go to when this
0: battle ah, okay right so you've already got the next thing queued up yeah several times and so there's I've heard you before in previous broadcasts and with your colleagues. Like, oh, it's on red, it's on blue. What, what does that mean? Is that basically has a camera angle got a certain color, or is it something different? Have I got that wrong?
1: It's, it's so it's just that feed up to the director. Ah, so the feed is colorized. Yes. So. I can say it's on red, and then the direct, uh, well, the vision mixer will have a button on his desk that's red, so he'll know if it's on oh, right. red. Press red.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense now. So, how do you manage if everybody's talking to each other? Is that quite stressful? Uh, yeah, it can be, but we,
1: so we only everybody. Although everybody has headsets on, not everybody can hear everybody. Okay, so it's literally not the whole team there. No. You just set set people. So who are you? Who can you hear? Just the director? So we we can hear the director, but the director can't hear us. Ah, okay. okay. But we can hear
0: the vision mixer and talk to the vision mixer. I'm with you now. So you're speaking to the vision mixer and you're hearing from the director. Yes. In terms of uh, an eight-hour race anything in particular that's going to be an extra challenge is it just simply because it's quite time intensive
1: yeah it's just time intensive and obviously at certain points in the race there's not going to be a lot going on so it's your job to find something yeah so it's either find something that's going on or put a camera in a place that gets a good shot of say you, put a, you can put a camera in a curb and get the cars going over a curb if not a lot's going on. Okay. So, quite
0: artistic and creative at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, final question then. This is a new circuit that's not available in R Factor 2 yet. So, does that present you with any particular challenges? Like, you know, learning where the camera angles might be in comparison to like tracks that you've used before or, or not? Uh, no, if anything, it makes it easier. Oh, okay.
1: Us as a team have had input on where the cameras go. Ah, right, from the start, you've had some feedback, basically. Yeah, which makes it easier. We can go, well, that that camera there doesn't look good. Can you
0: put it there instead? Makes sense. All right, well, I, I know the race is about to start, so I'll leave you to it. But thanks for your time and uh, good luck with the race. Thank you very much. Rich, we're in the, what, production gallery? Mission control, I like to call it. Yeah. It's like a NASA room, you know, when they're going to go to land on the moon yeah, or something. Center, yeah. What's the primary function, do you know, of this this room?
2: So, primary function of production gallery is to basically determine what the viewer sees yeah, okay. we well, we basically um we mix between multiple different feeds coming from real life cameras um in-game cameras uh pre-recorded assets uh, and um graphics that are overlaid over the top of the actual broadcast to convey all the information that the viewer may need be it you know, this is the race leader. This is these are the classifications. Here's a replay. Here's how. Here's the explainer. And even down to things like the title sequence and stuff like that. It's it's all all of it's controlled from here.
0: Uh, have you got enough screens? I'm not sure you've got quite enough here.
2: <laughs> how many do you think there is? One two. There are sixteen of. I think sixteen of these these smaller screens, and then we have uh, six TVs up on the ceiling which show like the. So main bits and pieces we need to know and then a few people have their own specific screen so like in front of me I have yeah you've got a smaller one I here. have my own one that shows Program so this is what the viewer sees. Here so you've got this
0: smaller screen that's right in front of your keyboard, and then you're looking at these two monitors so, on the wall. Yeah, and so, and then in your controls, then are you going? Okay, that's some interesting action or replay. So, I need to put that on the main broadcast.
2: I have four inputs coming into me, so I've got three of the five game cameras downstairs, and two of them are uh, we know that okay. don't have replay to me. So if we need to get like a certain shot at the end of the race, like a static of the finish line, the, the winner crossing, it needs to make sure it's not on the red camera or not on the yellow, because okay, I don't right. see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but then I also have John, who sits behind me, over there. Yeah, there's more
0: a, behind us. Technically
2: yeah. on another other sixth game camera, that if there's something specific that maybe we miss if the commentators see somebody's crashed in the background but none of the cameras downstairs have found it and John can roll back in the yeah. game uh, okay. to, for me to then capture it to then put it out as a replay so I have three of uh, the get downstairs game cameras and I have John specifically yeah. or the upstairs replay camera to do specific things okay so you're constantly with the headsets on and you're talking to, talking to the whole team other? or just Tom the director I, so we, we have the choice of to who we speak to oh, okay. so I predominantly speak to Tom and he's he, he sitting next to you, does he? sitting next to me. I'm in his seat right now. And then I'll have to move I through. speak to John because John is controlling the camera that basically I have play over. to okay, play, right. Go and find me this, or like for example, at the start of the race, I'll have there'll be a couple of the game cameras downstairs doing the shots that we'd have on the broadcast. So there'll be like um, the start line static. There'll hmm. be like turn one, and then maybe one of the car, maybe one of the um, cameras is looking at uh, P two, for example, because looking at P one isn't as interesting because it always keeps everyone else behind right. P two. It's a little bit more, the camera view is a bit more in the mix, but I might say to John, can you get me, say, P8 on board? So if anything happens ahead of P8, we have an onboard ready to scrub back and roll yeah. back if anything happens. And sometimes we've managed to say, give me, like during Formula Pro, for example, it was like, give me P6 at Monaco, or sorry, Circuit d'Azur, yes. and... Uh, <laughs> and lo and behold P6 binned it on the first turn and we oh, okay. randomly guessed and thought that will, that will, let's pick this one in the mid pack and see what happens on that camera but we can roll back and find wow. specific things if we need
0: to I see, so so this is an 8 hour race so yep. you're watching all of it by the second yep. and you're talking to someone yep. requesting stuff but then you're also editing it almost live yep. so to speak and then you're also speaking to Tom and saying go to this so that's quite intense so you must be pretty good at multitasking
2: yeah you have to be you have to be kind of on <laughs> it but the, the beauty is because there's Um, because everyone's everyone's watching the same thing everyone's talking um, John especially on the replay camera who's always absolutely on it because he can see timings so he can yeah, see yeah. if somebody's dropped down the timings he can go and find that person and see what happens so it's not it's not that I have to do replay entirely by myself and even just down to obviously with the race broadcast on you can see what happens if the commentator says somebody crashed that's an instant okay we need to find that Yeah, yeah. so it's not a case of that I'm having to absolutely scrub through everything myself and work out everything okay. myself it's a very collaborative process it's just I'm the one that establishes what gets shown in a replay
0: so much like uh, the teams in the race are all working together to find the optimum setup and strategy. This is one big team yep. that's trying to find the very best broadcast. And I think I'm being biased here, but you can tell that when you watch the race and the qualifying that the production level's well organized.
2: Absolutely. Being this. And sec- it's all just
0: this teamwork that creates yeah. that
2: Seeing as it's the second season, because uh, for some of us, doing them on virtual last year was our first foray into doing live broadcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were we were still getting our getting our heads around the, the hardware and the software at the time, but now we've you know we've done Formula, we've done Le Mans Virtual, we've done Formula Pro, we've done Race of the Season, we've done IndyCar, we've done that, or some of us of the NASCAR. Like we've done so much now that coming into the second mm. season of Le Mans, we are well versed, well versed, and very much going to. Well, like yesterday's quality broadcast went basically without a hitch because we were, we've all been,
0: yeah, it all, was smooth. We
2: all We practi- were all very uh, well, well versed on uh, on the, the the stations we do, yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Rich.
0: That's all right. Uh, The race is going to start soon, so I'm going to leave you to it, but good luck. Thank you to Dan and Rich there for explaining the camera process. Now, also on the camera team is Nairi Shivanyan, but she's also an event coordinator. So on the run-up to the event, she puts a huge amount of effort into making sure, on the day itself, everything is in order. That means that there's food there, that the shirts are ready for the commentators, everything is in the right place, switched on, available and working in the right way. So she's now gonna explain her role on the camera angle team during the live race, but also what she does before and after an event as well. So Nairi, we've just nipped outside while the eight hours of Bahrain's going on, and I see you're operating the cameras for this particular race. Is that is that the first time you've been doing that?
3: No, I did get a good few practice sessions in when we did Formula Pro and Ah, yeah, challenge. yeah. Uh... Is that
0: exciting to do that? You know, there's quite a bit of pressure on that role to get all the angles right for the broadcast.
3: Oh my god, so at first it was very daunting because when camera operators like when they want the shot, they want it straight away. Right. So you have to be really on it and um, keep track of where all the cars are. So at first it was very scary. Anytime they wanted a certain specific shot, yeah. I kinda let the other guys take the lead and I like, observe to see how yeah. they did it. But the more you do it, the more practice you get, the better and quicker. Um, you become so more instinctive then exactly yeah then you start yourself looking at oh who's close what are the timings like where can i get a good shot um and who can i get a good shot of um it it does become more instinctive but then you start to really know how your team work and what kind of shots the directors really like to see um so you start getting those ready before they really ask for it it is definitely more of a team effort and a mental practice to like get on the same wavelength as who you're working right.
0: with <laughs> yeah but like you say once you get to know them it will flow and you yeah. can tell that in the broadcast the camera angles are superlative also on the team aspect the camera operation is not your primary role you are the event coordinator so on the run-up to the event i imagine you're extremely busy so what does what does that entail
3: Yes, a lot of it is making sure the team don't have complaints when they arrive on site Okay,
0: <laughs> so people like me are not complaining
3: Just making sure everyone's well looked after the things that you don't really want to think about when you're on site, all of that has been pre-arranged and organised, so things like
0: Well, I've not gone hungry, for example
3: Exactly, like mundane things like toilets, catering um, timings particularly because you need to work with the run of show um, t-shirts, uniforms thinking how are people going to look on camera if they are going to be on camera the level that they are if they're management or if they're directors or if they're commentators Silly things like make, making sure you bring a steamer and some hangers <laughs> to make sure the shirts are...
0: Yeah, because the on-screen crisp. talent, they want their crisp shirts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some under-eye cream so they don't... Oh, really? Be. <laughs> I am everything rolled into one. The makeup artist, the uh, wardrobe, the the mum of the team to make right. sure they're all looked after. The cleaner, the, everything.
0: That sounds very busy and also a lot of details which then combine to make it a professional event. Like I don't think many too many other esports would have an area, let's say, right?
3: They probably have a big team, really. Well,
0: <laughs> even if they do, <laughs> when no. when everybody arrives here like the commentary team or the production team or the director, everything's in place and then they can fully focus on the job, right?
3: Exactly. The main thing that I take t- to know that I've been successful is that someone can arrive on site and only focus on their job yeah. so they don't have to think about anything else that's my job to make sure that they don't um, get distracted and they do the best they can for production quality so um, I don't know what other teams have but I mean I'm sure they don't have someone who's ready to jump on cameras or ready to exactly clean the kitchen <laughs> make people tea <laughs> make sure everyone's fed uh, <laughs> It, everything. It's, yeah.
0: a, it's a vital role, so thank you very much for all your help. Uh, now we probably should get back to the race because there's some cameras that need operating.
3: People that need my help. I'm ready to yeah. jump in. <laughs> Let's go.
0: <laughs> okay, so by now the race is long underway. The commentators, three of them: Ben Costant-Duris Chris McCarthy, and Louis Mcglade. They're taking it in shifts. And then there's a hive of activity. Louis Edmondson and Darren Kirk on the sporting side are typing away furiously and making Discord calls to team members. And then you've got the production team like Dan and Rich and Nairi, who we've already heard from, they're in full swing. They've all got the headsets on, they're all working together, communicating with each other, and the director, and the sound team, and the replay team, and the mix board. So they're fully focused in the game when we can't speak to them at that point. However... I was able to speak to the aforementioned Maglade, because, as I mentioned, the commentary team works in a rota. So he'd already been on air at this point, but he's about to go on air again. And I asked him about the race so far, his predictions for the finish, but also the research that goes into a commentary role. And then we're also going to hear from Osley Beatty, who's working on the highlights. You might think that that's something done post-event, but it's actually done during. Because the highlights need to be released as soon as the race has finished There's also hourly highlights within the race broadcast And they're also shared on social media So he's busy working away, putting those together Lewis Mcglade, how are you today? Uh, yeah, good, good, glad to be here So, are you on soon? You're doing shifts between the three commentators, right? So how long have we got before your next one?
4: Like 50 minutes, I've got, I've got plenty of time obviously. Okay, we'll, fine. we'll squeeze it in So, I wanted to ask you about the
0: Le Mans Virtual Series in general. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Where do you place that in terms of how it's organized and run uh, in comparison, without naming names, of course, to other eSports series that you may or may not be involved in?
4: Well, when it comes to uh, particularly on the endurance side, I, I genuinely don't think there's any higher. I think this is this is the tippy top, and you can really tell that with uh, Le Mans Prototype, uh, that category GT is pretty strong. Like, I mean, it's one of the strongest categories you'll ever see. But Le Mans Prototype is the strongest category that I have ever seen in sim racing. It has the biggest drivers from any sim. Yeah, it, it, it's huge. And then you've got the prize pool. You've got the the title of being the Le Mans uh, Virtual Series champion. It, it carries a weight in sim racing that not many other series can quite capture. Yeah. So, so when you work on Le Mans Virtual Series, and you were saying that it's like a, a
0: top-level esports competition, is this a similar sort of preparation and research, and do you take it seriously as something like, say, real-world racing like with GB3 that you also do commentary on?
4: Yeah, big time. I uh, I mean, I, I try and treat every series that I, I do. Ah, okay, yes. Wrong question, because you are a professional. Uh, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I tell jokes and stuff on the broadcast, it's fine. But no, like, I've got... Um, uh, a a massive folder full of results like just for this series it's like it weighs like three kilos and you've compiled that all yourself yeah yeah, it's just, it's just like loads of results, uh, stats on all the cars from the Mans Virtual uh, in January. Um, so some of it's not like super relevant to this, but it's, it's like it, it constantly gets updated. It's never finished because every bit of research kind of gets thrown mm. into there. And uh, it, that to me is important because I like to be able to go, oh, well, actually back in uh, Sebring this round, this this team qualified in eighth place.
0: I've noticed that because you've also got like, this will be their first or the second or the third win or thir- some yeah. number of times they've been on the podium, right? So that's just... I think when people watch the race they might not realize that you've had to do a load of research beforehand and that's sort of the role of the commentator right
4: yeah absolutely i you know I, i'm not like teaching commentary but there are a few people that i'm kind of like you know, mentoring a little bit around and like, i'm trying to hammer home to them it's, like, research is one of the most important things because in in racing generally whether it's sim whether it's motorsport context is everything with a race if, if i'm watching two people battle it's kind of like is this over the lead okay cool but, but why else do I care? Uh, we just had a battle uh, in, in the race between um, Yuri Kasdok in, in Oracle Rebel Racing Esports, taking on R H G. That's his old team. What? He used to race for them. That's important context. It's kind of like, oh, I, I now kind of care about this more. And whether you're a Yuri Kazdop fan or whether you're a, a RHE fan, you might kind of swing a little bit more to right, this battle's yeah, more important. And I like that. It adds texture to
0: the, yeah. to the race unfolding. It's not just, here's what's happening but here's the extra extra context. Yeah, I can see that professionalism come through. Um, I won't keep you too long, because like I say, you probably want to go read that folder <laughs> and get some more stats before your next stint. But I'm going to ask you a massive question now. This Ooh. is the biggest question I've asked okay. so far. Really? Who's going to win?
4: Uh, today. Uh, in yeah, today. Today, yeah. Not, not, not the championship. <laughs> We're not getting that far ahead. Uh, in... Well, oh, it could be R H G in both. In GTE, I think the AAA r uh That's the Ferrari, yeah. Yeah, the Ferrari uh, that has Risto Kappa, Alex Simoliar and Timotei Andonovsky in. in. I'm going to go with the, uh, uh, the, the Van Wall burst car, the Floyd Van burst Ooh. car, the number four. Uh, yeah, number four. So that's Jesper Pedersen's in there, and uh, uh, Simicic. Simicic and Damian Skovron, who's actually done really, really well. He was kind of like a super sub for this, like jumping in. Uh, done a really, really good job. I think they're in a really strong position. It's a tight battle between them and R8G in the 8 car at the moment, but I would lean towards the number 4 a bit more. Right. Well, we'll see what happens in two hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next up we've got Osley, and you've got a special little booth here. I do. That's that's soundproofed. Uh, Explain to me what you're working on. So this is actually the
5: voiceover booth, so it's nice and quiet and... Um, for me, I just needed some somewhere nice and quiet to, to be really because everyone else is going to be celebrating at the end of the stream whereas I'm still going to be working away trying to get these highlights finished. Um, so what I've got is my uh, my computer with two screens. One screen's got the, the live feed and um, the other screen is Premiere Pro where I've got all of the current um, hourly um, captures of the stream um and i'm currently making a full highlights for the youtube channel so I, at the moment it's currently eight eight um, eight minutes 45 seconds um whereas it would be around 10 minutes for the final exported version on youtube um and then i've got a two minute highlights version which is going out on socials so that is um twitter facebook um all the, all the other stuff that I'm not really too aware of. Um, the LinkedIn's? The, no, maybe
0: not LinkedIn's, LinkedIn. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so that's a two-minute version with um, hi- a highlights of the entire thing. So it's literally the best of the best of the best of the best
0: okay. stuff. Um, and so do you make the full eight-minute version first and then decide from that what's going to be in the extra short?
5: Uh, I do both for them at the same time. All oh, right. skill
0: uh, the, moment, um, the other one
5: is the two-minute version is one minute forty, and that's not going to have any voiceover over on while I'm editing it but after the stream is finished we're going to go into the studio the main one where they're sitting right now as it is and record a, um, a live commentary over it because it will t- take too long for it to export um, get out on the broadcast and then like you know feedback right, right, to right, them right. that we're going to do do this commentary because they kind of want to watch it beforehand to kind of like know what they want to say um, and then once
0: that's done that's going out to Facebook Twitter and all that right so yeah I didn't quite realize how labor intensive this is yeah you're here in real time with the race and then it's still not finished when the race is finished yeah you're right so when everyone's celebrating woo, yeah Yeah,
5: great one i'm working away still i'm working away still on the last hour um so the race is just to be clear the
0: race is not finished we've still got a couple hours left yeah two hours obviously's already got footage direct straight from it and already editing it live and clipping it live which i suppose while it is very labor intensive that's way better than having to then Come back to it after the race has happened tomorrow or yeah. another time. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not coming in on a Sunday just to, uh, <laughs> no. highlights when I can
5: just do it right. Come there. in on a Saturday instead. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> and also the audience want to see highlights immediately when it's finished. Exactly. As well. yep. So it's good to get it out. Um, after the stream is finished, you know, a couple of um, minutes later, just for the audience to kind of like watch it if they're still watching the stream or something, um, and then it should go around out around like ten o'clock at night or something, half nine maybe, depending yeah. on, on what time I I do finish it really. Um, but I've also got to do hourly highlights um, of the. Um, of what goes out on the broadcast. So what Rich does upstairs with the replay is an hourly wrap up of what what happened within the last hour. Yeah. Um, I export that chunk, um, send it off to social, and they just they just
0: chuck it out essentially. Ah, uh, okay, right, yeah. So the, on social media, there are also the uh, yeah hourly highlights. You are also responsible for yeah. uh, editing those yeah, as well. And I think the key thing is, as much as everybody would want like everybody to watch the full live stream 8 hours is a big commitment so these highlights are are vital because people might just want to go okay, what's been happening here, I didn't have time, I was busy there's a highlight video, right so it's actually crucial to the promotion of this particular race so is there anything uh, particularly special or interesting with the method that you're doing to create these?
5: Um, At the moment we don't have a way of hooking up to um, literally capture the live footage and then produce it on my timeline as it's oh, okay. going because that's um that's something that we need uh we're, we're looking to get in the future but right. at the moment it's not it's not such a big issue um but what i've got is two sd cards uh, sorry four sd cards two wow. of which are um swapped, um each time and then on top of that um Each of them are doing um, a dirty pass and a clean pass. So a dirty pass is essentially everything you're seeing on the broadcast. That's commentary, that's um, uh, the game audio, everything else. Um, A clean pass is no commentary. So you've got game sounds, you've got uh, general videos, if if there was any. Um, And then I essentially lay, lay them up on Premiere Pro. Um and then with the highlights what I can do is I can cut out the commentary if they are like waffling on or um saying some weird stuff out of context but I want to cut it where I need it to be to okay. kind of like make a make a story. Um so what I do is like I feed the the game audio in and then later on I fade the um the dirty pass whenever I need it actually oh, So it just makes for a cleaner nicer, you know, transition between the two different um, if all audio passes um whereas if you were to only edit the dirty pass you might have extremely quick cuts where it doesn't show very much because the commentary are saying something random and out of context might sound really weird right um, because it happens in the real time
0: it makes sense but when you're just looking at that one particular clip it can be sometimes a bit weird yeah yeah exactly
5: um yeah it's a it's a funny method of doing it um but it's it's it works for us really, um, and after once the Audi highlights go out on the stream, I go upstairs, wait for that to finish, then they show the results, and then I swap the set SD cards with each other. So then so there's one SD card constantly recording, oh, and right. then one one of them I take take back. So it's um, you stop. Um, Put the sd card in take out the one that was already in there and then you record onto that sd card so it's a, it's a bit complicated to, to
0: say but once you actually do it it's not complicated okay so there's actually a lot more that goes into the highlights than i think what most people might realize when they're watching it that ah O beat edited this and he spent many hours doing it i'll leave you to it but uh good luck with this final edit so i thought that was an interesting insight into some elements you may not have thought about the research required for commentary and also the rapid nature of highlight editing. Last but not least, we're going to speak to the big chief, Gerard Nouveau. He is the former CEO of the FIA World Endurance Championship, and now is the CEO of the Le Mans Virtual Series. He's come from Real World Motorsport at the very top level, and is bringing those insights and experience to the virtual world. He joins us to speak about the current event, how it's been going. We're speaking here within about two hours left of the race. But he's also going to give some insight into how the 24 hours of Le Mans virtual for 2023 is going to move the game on even further. So, Gerard, thank you for your time. Are you enjoying the race so
6: far? Yeah, it's, it's uh, honestly, um, I'm always very surprising and impressed, to be honest, by the quality of the of the gamers. Uh, we saw the race today. There is such uh, a small number of, of mistakes, and they are driving yeah, so right. well. Uh, uh, there is so many overtakes, change of leaders. The, the two-star GT and uh, LMP was absolutely perfect and well done team are doing a great job the level of the performance is very impressive by the team on the track very spectacular
0: yeah I would agree the standard of quality for the racing is uh, way beyond some other esports series let's say and also as we stand with an hour and a half left it's finally poised as well so it could go either way I wanted to ask about obviously you were formerly the CEO of the World Endurance Championship now you're CEO of Le Mans Virtual Series what learnings
6: and experience can you bring across from motorsport into the virtual world I think that the virtual has to be inspired by the original one which is really important so and uh, this is what we try to maintain always Uh, especially we have the chance in this series to mix racer and what I call gamers together and same in our team to be honest we have a race director both sides we have Eduardo Fretas plus uh, Lewis and all our team with uh, Jimmy and Fede and all the other guys same with the broadcast team team same with all the people so I think that when we can add these two families together we are stronger than if you stay alone in your own uh, activities yeah. and it, it brings something uh, very interesting uh, because um, the virtual has to, be, has to continue to grow up like this but it will be always inspired by the original one that's what I believe
0: I see yeah and you can definitely tell that and there's a sense of professionality
6: that's perhaps not uh, been present in the virtual world in the past yeah, yeah. And very important for the spirit and the attitude on track, for example. When, because when you drive with simulators, you don't have any risk for your, for your body. Yeah, sure. So you say, okay, if I'm not happy, I will crash the car and that's finished. This is what um, what we can saw a few years ago. Now, with the very strong regulation we put in place, with the, the deal and the commitments we have made with the team and the pro team, the structure starts to be stronger and stronger and stronger. And when you discuss with the team like uh, Redline, Red Bull, Con- the AIG, there is so many other, Veloce, so many like this, they are very professional, exactly like you can find in the paddock for the real world, and uh, you, this is now a serious program, so we have to respect the competitors, the sponsor, the partners, the team, there is money on the table, there is a really interest, and for the competitors, I, I wrote so many interviews and comments that they are so happy and so excited to participate, so we have to respect that, that's the reason why we have the obligation to provide something serious and professional. Yeah, and you certainly
0: are doing that so far. Much like the, the teams competing, and they're all working together to try and get the best result, because there's multiple drivers per car, but there's also engineers and strategists and managers behind the scenes, the actual running of this event is also a huge team effort. I don't think it's obvious when you're watching the broadcast just how much goes into it, and how many people are involved. So is it pleasing
6: to see everybody come together to produce this? You mean the best side? from our yeah from your side uh, from our side so from our side we have for the regular season here we have um, almost between uh, 30 and 40 people involving in the production between the talent the broadcast the, the the media team the social media team the the sporting team so between 30 40 depending the format of the race then for the moment consider a double more or less 100 people around so because because the size of the of the race because more car because more 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 material more personal so this is a very strong team but the thing very interesting is that for the regular season this is the same permanent team all the year yeah. so we st- and the same people since 2 years and I what I discover not discover but what I when I when I have to to say after the round 1 is my big satisfaction to see how much the The organization team made a big step up uh, for this season with new graphics, with new reading of the picture and everything, understanding of the race, the pedagogy to explain, uh, the the way they are managing the studio and uh, so that's really interesting. And at the same time, the, the sporting team is always trying to make his best effort to ameliorate always because you have always something to ameliorate or to upgrade. So this is really a team spirit. People are working the same. There isn't a lot of turnover. We have some new faces, but we keep majority of the staff inside. And um, it was just a pleasure to be here for the first weekend. Then yeah. we, because normally we work from different offices. We're on the Visio. That's the new world, let's say. Yeah, yeah. But now when there is a live, we are all together or majority of us in the same place, except for the sporting side that Eduardo stay in Portugal, uh, Fed in Italy and Jimmy in, Dan- in Denmark. But the rest of the guy all together. This is really um, a pleasure. And this is exactly in link with what we are looking to develop this series and to continue to try to grow up very well. And this is the target. This is never achieved. We never we never we never release the effort. We never we, we keep pushing always. Yeah. You understand what I we never give up. Yeah. So we keep we, we, we try always I was ready to say okay at the end of the race if I have to do a comment today. Tonight. We'll be, okay, great job for today, guys. So let's jump now for the next one. So we'll reset the machine and we we'll prepare for the next one because we are just at the beginning yeah. of the season. And I think that the team are exactly in the same spirit. And this is what we have to do. This is client. We have many fans following us on social media or on the on the live streaming. We have to provide them the, the best performance we can do on our modest level this yeah. is really important yeah and it seems to be working out very well at the minute
0: and things are definitely improving like you said as well so final comment and final question from me would be obviously this is the series that leads up to the big huge big event the the, big the the 24 hours of Le Mans virtual so are you looking forward to that now that you've seen that again once again the series races have, have taken a leap forward
6: yeah, we this is very important to, to we already start to work on this edition and to be honest with you we are we are looking seriously to to do some surprise for next year because okay, th- okay you, you cannot duplicate every year the same. That's the advantage of the virtual. We can be creative, innovating. Yeah. So based on the technology we're using, we're starting to work with Darren Kirk, with uh, the head of the technical staff, with Ben Rossiter, with Lewis. We are, we are working all together and we were starting to discuss this weekend with some idea on the table that I cannot tell you okay. more today. Okay, but, yeah. but the idea is how can we be closer to the action, yeah. closer to the team? I would like to make sure that we can share with the fan and the followers, um, what's going on from the team side I mean the competitor side so we have to find a way to do it and I think that we, we find some good, good good track good idea today so we are working on it and uh, we try to provide um, a very exciting entertainment for the for the big one in January next January that's the plan oh call me intrigued I can't wait to see what the, what the plans turn out to be we have the best we have with the fantastic competitors we have we have the, the best distribution for this uh, big event now we have to provide the best stage so let's let's try to do it again let's see what happens Yeah, looking forward to it okay well Gerard thank you for your time and enjoy the end of the race end of the race for sure because nothing is is done now so there is so many action in all the different categories so many things can happen sometimes virtual can be more exciting than the real
0: thank you Gerard and also thank you to everybody who spared a few moments to speak to me during the midst of an extremely busy and frantic event also, there were several people there working very hard that I didn't speak to, so, like, the social media team, the additional commentators, and the PR representatives, and other Motorsport Games team members that are present in the managerial aspects. So my main takeaway was it's a huge team effort, and everyone's really impassioned about the project and trying to make it the best possible racing esports broadcast. At the end of eight hours, the race was won by the number four Floyd Van Wall Burst entry in the LMP class, Jesper Pedersen, Jerni Simoncich and Damian Skoron. In the GTE class, it was actually a Porsche 911 RSR that came out on top, the number no. 99 Oracle Red Bull racing entry. Cooper Webster, who's a real world S5000 driver in Australia, Yuri Kazdorp and Dennis Jordan were the victors there. All the details, like a full race report, is on the Traction.gg website, as we are an official media partner of the series. You can rewatch the highlights on the Traction.gg YouTube channel, but also on the FIA World Endurance YouTube channel, the FIA European Le Mans series channel, and also the 24 Hours of Le Mans channel. And that's also where you can watch all the remaining races live as well so the real world and the virtual channels for the 24 hours of Le Mans virtual in 2023 you can also watch it there along with Facebook and Twitch and some additional outlets and also OTT on-demand services and linear broadcast television depending on your nation. So that's it for now for this particular episode. Don't forget to email podcast.traction.gg with your ideas or opinions of the Le Mans virtual series or racing spots in general. We may read some of those queries out on future episodes. Please subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts or follow, rate and like on Spotify. They're the two main platforms for ratings that really helps out. But if you're listening in any other method or app or platform, thank you very much. It really does mean a lot. Please like and follow there. You can also read about what's coming up on the latest podcasts or just general sim racing or racing video game news on the traction.gg website on a daily basis. Thank you very much. Keep it pinned.